0: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott practices 11 on 11, the first time since July. And Vegas responds. Week one, Dallas was an eight-point underdog, down to seven and a half. So movement positive for the Cowboys. Tannehill out with nine others it affected the preseason line but did not change the week one line for tennessee at all no change baltimore as of yesterday had lost 19 straight now they've won two straight since if you had put 100 on baltimore to win both those games you'd be up 520 dollars here comes a four hour the vegas truth covering all that and more you're listening
1: to fox sports radio Radio.
0: this is straight out of
1: vegas From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 Fox Sports Radio stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman, a.k.a. Hollywood Hoffman. No... Uh, a static procedure. Not till tomorrow. tomorrow. tomorrow's tomorrow. a big
2: day. yeah. China. my Botox injections.
0: A lot of people wait. <laughs> a lot of people wait for the beginning of the month. You have the first of the month for no. you are no. at the end of the month when you're trying to like rook the insurance company. That's it. Sports bettors listen for the They're money. They're like boogies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, something that could be true. Cockroaches. <laughs> Cockroaches, yeah. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans and know more than their buddies were the prosies, the Joan L.A. Jones Knox.
3: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we have some optimism out of Dallas when it comes to Dak Prescott. We've also got the final weekend of the preseason fast approaching. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday?
0: We'll take through the NFL injuries, COVID, and let's start with Tennessee Titans, then we'll go to the Patriots, then we'll go to the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, the uh, Tennessee Titans are wrapping up their preseason this weekend against the Chicago Bears, and according to Adam Schefter, Ryan Tannehill, and eight other Titans players and coaches have been placed on the COVID list.
0: Now, what was Tan? Does anyone know Tannehill's projection to play this preseason game do we know what his scheduled allotment of snaps or possessions were i don't believe he was going to play
2: i don't think he was going to play either I, i certainly hadn't heard anything about him playing
0: so the line for the nfl preseason third game hosting the bears they were plus one and a half point underdogs the titans now they're plus three-point dogs. So the line has gone where Tennessee was getting one-and-a-half. Now they're getting three. So it moved against them, which makes sense. Except if Tannehill wasn't supposed to play and the other players aren't really consequential, I get the idea of thinning the team out. But, boy, that seems like a big move to get on to three.
2: Yeah, those were the guys who you would expect to be playing in this final preseason game. So that does thin out their their rotation a little bit. Kind of like you were saying with the Texans over the Packers, the Texans are really good at the back of the roster. these are back of the roster guys, the kind of players you expect to see at this
0: point. But here's the difference is with the Texans, it was the third and fourth string was going to play just like with Green Bay. The question is, who's the better third or fourth string? In this case, the Texans. But here, if these players don't play, it doesn't mean they're going to go deeper onto the roster and play guys as much. Maybe it does, or it could mean some of the guys that were as good as them or better play longer. Right. It's it's almost if you got two quarterbacks when one gets hurt in the preseason, you gotta play the other one the whole game in theory, right? So doesn't this just mean more time for other players? And the ultimate question is are these players worse? The the players that are gonna get extra time. Are they worse than the players that are sitting out, or better than the players sitting out? The market is saying that the players that are sitting out are better. Their absence is going to hurt this team. I'm just not sure that should be our default thought.
2: Yeah, I'm not crazy about the the line moving as well, much as off, it did based it, on this.
0: We should be we should be ecstatic if there's illogical line moves. That's fair. That's how you. If something's mispriced, there's nothing I hate more. Pet peeve time. There's nothing I hate more than someone trying to act like you know, and you hear this all the time, on shows that are gambling shows, and I go, this bookie's crazy. This bookie better get his head on straight. It's like what? You, yeah, let's make a point to call the bookie and say, you know something, You've let made me an give him some facts that can correct <laughs> this error before I get a chance to bet it. I love it. I mean, so you think the line move was too much, and thus we like it because maybe there's value.
2: It seems like it's more than I would have expected it to go,
0: Jonas. Do you see what I'm saying in which is the question is, who's going to get the extra time? Because in the regular season, if starters are out – you know that the backups aren't as good. Yeah, I mean the coach is making that decision. Here we don't know what level. I mean these none of these players are are key starters, right? Except for Tannehill.
3: Yeah, I think I don't, I'm starting to wonder if this is maybe that there's a little bit more confidence in the backup of the backups of the Chicago Bears. We know Justin Fields is going to be playing, and maybe that's what's leading to some of this. But he was playing before, so so the line move still exactly. doesn't make sense, which makes me wonder if this is just an, an overreaction and. and 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 to your point on, you know, the gambling shows that say the uh, bookie made a mistake, you know, it's like waving a cop down and saying, hey, by the way, I ran that red light. I don't know if you saw that (laughs) or not.
0: Why why, why would you spoil it? You know, or say, I hope these cops get their head on straight and start picking (laughs) me up when I'm speeding. More confusing
2: to me is that the line for week one hasn't adjusted. That's where I would have expected to see a real move, because that's where Tannehill does matter. And we haven't seen any adjustment in that.
0: Okay, so week one line. Tennessee still favored by three, hosting Arizona. So they're saying Tennessee's a little better than Arizona because home field's a little less than three at this point in the NFL. My thought is it should move because even if it's just lack of practice, right? That's meaningful. There's two weeks between these games, and you know, so it's going to be what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plus seventeen days is kickoff. Right? So it's two weeks from this Sunday. Well, I guess the Thursday before you know, it's two weeks from today for the Thursday game with Dallas and Tampa. Otherwise, two weeks from Sunday. COVID typically ten days, but we know, and maybe it's speculation with Cam, but Cam last year didn't seem the same after COVID. Now maybe it was a coincidence. But Jonas, it feels like to me, about one out of seven or eight COVID cases amongst the professional athletes causes that player to really come back slow.
3: Yeah, like, and, no, yeah, and if you remember, Tennessee was the team that had a COVID outbreak that screwed up the Steelers' bye week. You remember that was a conversation we were having where the yep. Steelers never truly got that bye week because they all of a sudden ha- had to play Tennessee, and it was really the Titans that threw a lot of people off, and they got a lot of criticism last year from people in the mainstream media that they were being a little bit lax days ago when it came to you know looking out for COVID and, and sort of taking the
0: proper precautions. It's a good point. And weren't they in the park or something playing? Yeah, and, something uh, like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, I like playing <laughs> in the park and all, but, you know, the Steelers <laughs> missed their bye. I'm not ecstatic about that. We are straight out of Vegas. Mackenzie, you're speculating more, it might be fear of a COVID results to come before the preseason game.
1: Yeah, remember last year the Titans had a couple players on the list and then boom. 14 players out and then up to 20 at one point, missed several weeks. Uh-huh. That's got to be in the market's mind. OK, if
0: that's the case, then that seemingly applies to week one, too.
1: Right. I'm also surprised the line hasn't moved. There could easily be, you know, a slippery slope where the Titans are, you know, in jeopardy
0: of not playing week one. The Titans are in jeopardy of not playing. They're going to forfeit or they're going to be so ill that, that, that they can't field a team.
1: It's unlikely, but we saw it last
0: year with this team. You know what's funny? If you let McKenzie talk long enough, it's like I was almost ready to say, you know, he had a hell of a point there, and then he kept talking. <sighs> and, and then he was going to say, and there's no moon landing. It was <laughs> it, it, it was Kubrick that did it. I mean, if you let him talk long enough, we're straight out of Vegas. Now, a few days ago, Mike Vrabel
2: tested positive for the COVID. Is, is it possible? That's why— you it, call it the COVID? Yeah, or the okay. roni, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Go ahead. For COVID-19— Maybe that's why we're seeing the move on the preseason game, and you obviously, we expect by by regular season, week one, Mike Vrabel would be back for that. So, maybe why there's no move there?
0: Well, but the question is, what is the chance of Tannehill having lingering effects? It seems like it's greater than zero. Sure. And it doesn't seem like the market's accounting for it at all. Not to mention the fact that there can be this succession of, okay, someone has COVID-19, and then someone a couple days later gets it, and it can spread out, where it might be a typical 10 days, Typically, let's say before they feel one hundred percent. Sometimes it can be longer, but also sometimes it can be where the ten, the day one doesn't start till day like five of the first case. Now you're moving to fifteen days, and now you're butted right up against this. So to me, the idea there's no movement doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Is it because they don't want to take it off that key number? Take it off a of three? Yeah,
0: well, but remember, three you can change the money line. So I mean, you can incre- you can incrementally change off three or around three easier than other numbers. Cause if you're at five, you usually got to jump to either, you know, if you're going down to four and a half or whatever here, you can go to three minus one fifteen or, 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 yeah. or in this case, minus one Oh five Jonas.
3: And, and we've seen in rare cases, we talked about it with Jason Tatum, um, you know, during the NBA season that he struggled to really find his breath to, you know, to, to be mm-hmm. the same player for a while after COVID. Well, we know this about the NFL players aren't in total game shape come week one. Like it, it just It's why we see surprises. It's why you see teams that play in humidity who have issues. So if we know that they're not going to get a ton of practice time, who knows how much working out they're going to be able to do. The fact that the line still hasn't moved and you've got this many players that are impacted, going into week one when players are in the worst game shape of the entire season, it
0: just adds more to the puzzle. I, I, th- I agree with everything except the last words you said. I think it's... You just made the case why you got to downgrade Tennessee in week one. Yeah. And because even if it's just mispractice, it's the same thing as Dak. It's the same rationale. Even if yep. he's 100%, all these mispractices have to mean something. Uh, just to let you know, AJ, closing thought, I got new theme music for you. Go ahead.
2: Can't give a <laughs> <laughs> we have to get past this narrative that I'm some bumpkin. You're from West Virginia.
0: Well, that's incorrect. It, it's I'm it. from a real city with running water and things. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> you realize when you lie about things, it's just a I'm sign you don't have an argument. I'm right? sorry.
2: You're from a town that no one's ever heard of in Ohio that borders West Virginia.
0: That is true. That is true. <laughs> Near Steubenville, which, again, Dean Martin came from and Jimmy the Greek and R.J. Bow. And you, Houston, I don't know who came from there. <laughs> Nobody. But anyway, did you did you have a closing thought?
2: <laughs> no, I I agree with you on the DAC thing and how if you're not coming in peaking, there's you there has to be a downgrade. It just has to happen.
0: Wooey, when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> When we come back, we're going to continue with the health issues. Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, what's the market doing there? And what does Haystack A.J. think? <laughs>
3: That's coming up next here on Straight Outta Vegas. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I
0: disagree with I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, and I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming
3: up here in just a couple of moments, we have some optimi- optimism, rather, out of Dallas when it comes to Dak
0: Prescott. I'm not so sure. Maybe some skepticism from this side of the equation. <laughs> we'll get to it. Great day to join. Fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. You keep spreading the word, and we keep trying our best to deliver winners and laughs and a country flair. Right, AJ? Yeah, exactly. country flair. (laughs) You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 107 degrees. The neon is flowing.
3: So, RJ, uh, earlier it was offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, Kellen Moore, who let it be known that Dak Prescott is no longer on a pitch count. So it was reported yesterday that he threw limited throws in the 11-on-11 work that he did with the Cowboys. But apparently, according to the OC, no pitch count as Dallas and Dak get ready for the season opener against Tampa Bay.
0: Okay, and the market responded positively for the Cowboys. Game number one, where Dak's health is going to have the most effect in theory, the line was, and let's kind of paint the whole picture, it was six and a half when it opened up. Tampa at home favored. It got bet up to seven about a week or so into Dak's um, strained arm, we'll call it that, And then, when the word came out, what, about a week ago, the idea was, uh uh-oh, Dak could be even worse than we thought, and the line went up to eight. So, six and a half to seven, pretty much to eight it jumped. Now, it's gone back a little bit from eight to seven and a half. So, positive news for Dak. But let's not forget, this line is higher than it was 10 days ago. So, net-net, there's more pessimism about Dak today than there was 10 days ago, based upon the line in Game 1. Now, it's possible the line's moving for other reasons. But it's been out for a while, so I think it's fair to say this is mostly about Dak. AJ, what do you think? I'm actually hoping that there's more positive news about Dak, because
2: I missed the seven, and that's what I'm looking for. So, I, I, I'm i sure there's there, – I, I can't imagine what else would be moving the line at this point other than that. Yeah, I, I, think it's I mean, gotta be... lines
0: move, but I mean, I think in general – uh, it's a good guess.
2: Yeah, I think the optimism on him is is probably the driving factor. So I'm I'm in fact hoping more optimism comes out. I'm not as optimistic as the market seems to be, though.
0: And just to be clear. The chance that the move from eight to seven and a half is Dak is very high because it's a tight window. Right? It's like Jonas said in the first segment, is when there's no news like, hey, uh, the Bears have a good rookie quarterback. And if then something else comes out and the line moves, you could say it's about what was known before, but chances are it's what's new is what moves the line what i was talking about is when the line went up to 8 it could have been something else you know it could have been partially something other than dak pessimism now you're saying you want to bet tampa fade dallas even though there's optimism with dak why is that
2: because i don't believe the optimism is warranted i, I i'm a big believer that all this time that he's missed it all adds up it, it, this is this is not something oh he threw, he so threw what adds, up, what today. adds
0: up is the missed practice
2: yes so just because you show up you know a week before the game and you're oh now everything's fine, you are still not one hundred percent prime condition leading into week one the way you would expect your QB one to be
0: you know let's look at the coaches and say who's the best coaches in the NFL. And I think most people would say one and two is Belichick and Andy Reid in some order. Belichick and Andy Reid are both playing their players extensively. Starters, quarterbacks, whatever, Mahomes, extensively. You got McVeigh in the new generation. They don't play their starters. Joe Judge, who's a Belichick guy, you know, how would you characterize? You know, he's an interesting one to me. How would you characterize how the Giants are doing
2: it? He's not what I consider like in the Boy Wonder group, like the, the not the Tannehill, the, uh, the Shanahan, McVeigh. Yeah. These, uh, uh LaFleur. Oh, yeah. He's, I don't consider him one of those. He does have a little bit more of an old school mentality, but I do think it's just a shift in general. And Belichick and Reed but are what so I'm
0: ingrained. Is how would you, how would you characterize how the Giants are playing preseason?
2: It, it's sort of a hybrid, but closer to what the young guys are doing.
0: Jonas.
3: Yeah, I, um, I don't trust anything Dallas gives us in the media when it comes to Dak's issue or his shoulder injury. I just I don't trust it. We've been on a roller coaster of reports and uh, different timelines and different stories that have come out of Dallas when it comes to Dak and the severity of the issue and all of that. They can say whatever they want. Uh, to me, the fact that we started at him playing in the preseason to, to now we're not playing in the preseason at all, if he feels so good, why isn't he playing this weekend? Like, I mean, if he feels so good, why is he not out there this weekend? You know, if that was the original plan, why are we diverting from the plan? And I just think this is all them trying to build it, convince themselves he's going to be okay. Nothing changes my mind about my skepticism heading into week one for Dallas. That's Jonas Knox.
0: We are straight out of Vegas. I will say this. You're asking a key question. Why isn't he playing this week? And I think that tells us he's not 100 percent. Yeah. But I don't think the question is, is he 100%? The question is, is he better now that we found out what we found out today? Do we project him to be better than we did yesterday? And I think the step to doing 11-on-11 is a positive step. So I think unequivocally the lost time is going to hurt him. It's possible he'll be less than 100% for the game. But even if he is 100%, the lost time hurts him. So there's some degree of downgrade for Dak in Game 1 at minimum. And though this could be optimistic, it's still a downgrade. We're straight out of Vegas. Cam Newton. And, man, this could be – it's funny. Belichick doesn't say much, but – He was pretty explicit about Mac Jones and and this being an opportunity for him.
3: Yeah, he reported, uh, and this was reported yesterday, Bill Belichick talking about the opportunity for Mac Jones and other players when they present themselves. And so Mac Jones is getting reps with the ones while Cam is out because of the COVID violation. Although Belichick did say earlier today that Cam did not violate any rules. But nonetheless, this has all of a sudden become an interesting quarterback competition as we head into the season opener. And
0: then you're hearing reporting, and I think you've heard this too, Jonas, because uh, it's been pretty wide, is frustration in the building. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing. A reporter who's not going to source that, and I mean, it's not going to get sourced, It is. they can come up. There's going to be someone that will say any reasonable thing. Right. So if a reporter comes up and goes, hey, uh, unknown source, I know your name, but I'm going to write it up as a, you know a background source. Is there anyone? So now we're being once removed from there in the building that's a little frustrated at cam. It's like, who could you? You could <laughs> ask that question at any point about anyone and someone's going to be frustrated. <laughs> and then you can report. I just wonder, who is it that's frustrated? Is it Belichick? Because that's really the only thing that matters. We don't know. I would say, outside of
2: Bob Dylan, you're most well-read and most inclined to respect Bill Belichick. That's 1-1-A, in I think, on your list. For football Belichick. You know Bill Belichick. Does this seem like the kind of thing where Bill Belichick would be, oh, it's no big deal. You're just missing four preseason days. No, no, Don't worry about it. We'll just see you when you get back. That doesn't strike me as the way that Bill Belichick's
0: brain works. I think the way his brain works is, with any of these players, any position— Who's showing the most on the field? If he, He's going to project, and like he said in his press conference, I'm going to do what's best for New England, the Patriots. And having Mac Jones getting snaps is an opportunity. Cam not getting snaps is a lost opportunity. I don't think, though, that Belichick is going to say, okay, I've taken in all the data, and Cam Newton's a little bit better, but I can't trust him. I'm, I'm going to penalize him. I think that it's the, the Belichick effect is going to be the missed snaps and the missed chances to get better. And that is a problem. I don't think he's going to uh, have a stigma attached to him because Belichick doesn't think like that. He's, he wants to know who's going to walk out on the field and play the best. But I do think unequivocally, if you don't get snaps, though Cam did return to practice today, he missed three practices. What's, his, what's Cam's status for the game? New England's last preseason, we know? Not yet. One second. All right, we'll check on that. Uh, Let's go to Jonas real quick.
3: Yeah, I just, I find it hard to believe that Belichick is going to be as punitive as maybe some people in the media want him to be. Like AJ, you're saying. Well, I I just, I don't think that this is as egregious as a lot of people are making it out to be. I I think they're, you know, clearly a misunderstanding. It was approved by the team. The team was aware of what he was doing. It was team approved through and through, and there was a misunderstanding, and now he comes back. He's tested negative the entire time. I just, I I don't think this is this grand, all of a sudden the opportunity uh, uh, knocks and and, Mac Jones kicks open the door and he's going to be the starting quarterback. I just don't
0: buy it. Well, I think that what you might be underselling a little bit is the fact that Cam, and by the assumption, is not vaccinated. And I don't think we know that for sure. But uh, if that's the case, the theory is there's uncertainty with Cam Newton that there's not, or there's much less uncertainty with a vaccinated player the theory being you don't have to get these tests right to this degree if you're vaccinated so there's just chances to make mistakes like this not to mention actually getting covid and having to sit out so if you have if you were hiring an a, assistant producer for your or your a show you're on Jonas and there's one guy and another guy or a gal and a gal, whatever it is and they're equal in every way but one of them has something that mathematically in the next year they're going to probably miss I don't know. Twelve days over, and you know how much in a year would a football player miss if they're not vaccinated? I mean, one of these was five days, right? So maybe it's eight. I don't know. One and a half of these incidents a, a year, maybe. That has to move the needle. I mean, you can like it or not, but it has to move the needle.
2: Not only that, but if you're, if you're interviewing two people, and you've let's say you've got a, a three-week interview process, and a week in, one of those people has to miss four days of the interview process. That's a good analogy. I, I mean, now, now it makes that decision even tougher. So, even if they're not totally equal, you have to discount
0: the guy who missed part of the game. That's A.J. Hoffman. The wickedest man in the world. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not a softy, but that's fine. So, Jonas, here's my question. I, I think I agree with both of you guys. I think it's a, it's, it's a net negative for Cam, just not being vaccinated in this instance even you know, more so. But I think it's a small issue in the scheme of the whole battle. And other people are thinking, Belichick won't put up with this. He's going to be punitive. And that's the right word. I don't think he will be.
3: Yeah, and, and I also don't think it's as equal as maybe some people might expect. I think, I think Cam's clearly in the lead. Uh, this gives Mac Jones an opportunity to work with the ones. Uh, maybe at some point we'll see him this season, but I still think Cam
0: Newton's a starting quarterback on week one. Ooh, when you say at some point we might, I mean, if you gave me over under three and a half starts for Mac Jones, I'd put a nice size bet on the over. Would okay. you would you float um, a number like
3: that? Oh. I come on, I, baby, eighty thousand
1: dollars!
3: <laughs> First of all, I'm not betting anybody on this show ever. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right, I want to be clear.
0: All right, I'm not. What, this what is, would your yeah. what would your number be though? Ah, oh, man. I got seventy-five. with get eighty. Two, two and a half. I would set it two. at two and a
3: half. Oh, so what's your limits? Because well, no, I'm saying what's your limits to my bet. Oh, I'm not betting you. I'm not betting anybody <laughs> on this show. We're, like, we're not even getting to the limit por- portion of the conversation. It's not happening. Like, Let's I, just say I know, this. I know I, my place.
0: I love the over there. <laughs> what do you like, AJ?
2: I like the over as well. I, I, I think it may be closer to 50 50. Uh, you know, a the, split 50 50. Games 50/50. like eight and a half. And a, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. I mean, I'd certainly like two and a half better than eight and a half if I were making yeah, the bet. I but. tell
0: you, eight and a half is a good number. So you'd go under for sure, eight and a half, Jones. Yeah, what would you? Yeah. Go? Mac Jones game started. What would you go eight and a half? I'd probably go under, but it'd be. I, I really think it's close. McKenzie. I think I'd go over eight and a half. See, that's a good number. The bookie makes his one ten on each side. I, I think also closing thought. I think this week four game against Tampa Bay and against Tom Brady. Think about Mac Jones quarterbacking that game. So, if he starts the season, he's probably going to quarterback game number four. What could gain be gained from it? One, it'd be a rookie who is being imprinted with the brand of Tom Brady's successor. Except he's not. Cam Newton's Tom Brady's successor. Right? Right. And... Cam Newton is a former MVP, former Heisman winner, played in the National Championship game, played in the Super Bowl. He's been in the brightest of bright lights. He hasn't always responded well, but this week four won't be anything bigger than the Super Bowl. Uh, Mac Jones, though, he's been in National Championship games. This this would be different. He'd be in a different level. And I don't see any upside, because even if somehow he has the best game since Joe Namath, it will be like... So much fanfare, Belichick would hate that. Like any scenario, if he does horribly, he'd hate it.
3: Uh, there was a note from Fox Bet earlier this week. Uh, just in this conversation, which is funny, we brought it up. A number of starts for rookie quarterbacks. Do you guys want to guess uh, where, where this is at, as far as these? Oh, three so this rookie is, this is Mac, jo- Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. All of them combined. The well, no, just uh, like individually, which one uh, like of, of these do you think? Uh, where do you think well, the numbers at for well, each? Well, what's Mac Jones' number? Mac Jones is at three. What? So you were right on. Yeah, Mac Jones is at three.
0: Well, no, you were right on at two and a half. I mean, I was over that, but boy, I thought the number would be like eight and a half. The, yeah, the numbers a, on Lance three. and
3: Fields have to be lower.
0: No way. Well, let's do this. We're going to see Lance and Fields. <laughs> be sure to catch
1: live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
0: We've got some numbers on rookie quarterbacks. And remember, rookie quarterbacks in the NFL, different than college. We're talking about the big game here. So forgive me if I use big terms. All right. So here's the question. We talked about Mac Jones over under three. I would make, let's just say this. I haven't bet a Fox bat. <laughs> I'm guessing the limits wouldn't satisfy my appetite. I would like a nice piece on that. Now, Trey Lance. Now, Cousin Kyle, we got uh, McKenzie here. Cousins, first cousins with Kyle Shanahan. What's your guess over under Trey Lance? A half a game. A half a game. Yes, fifty
1: percent chance that he doesn't play. He doesn't have a start this year.
0: Would be there's my a fifty percent chance you're insane. <laughs> I mean, if you just think about uh, Jimmy G games missed. Yeah,
2: just health issue. Uh, at some point, I think he'll be in That's there. That's a good point.
0: Let me let me change my number. No, what? no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Half a game. <laughs> I uh,
2: two and a half is the number I would say.
0: <sighs> I'm gonna go high. Oh, I'm gonna go three and a half. According to Fox Bet, it's seven for Trey Lance. <laughs> Ooh. Give me the under. Yeah, I like the under there. I mean, Trey Lance is the one that physically doesn't look like he's ready. You know, I, oh, oh, that and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> well. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to get the Jason Fields number. Is it higher? Is it lower? And we're going to talk about Baltimore winning, and we're going to see if A.J. Hoffman has a college football pick for us. We didn't prepare it. I think he might.
3: He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: out of Vegas!
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice
3: of you, the fan. And, R.J., we were talking about over-under starts for rookies this season, according to Fox Bet. We discussed, obviously, Mac Jones, who is sitting at three, Trey Lance, who is sitting at seven. And now it's time to guess Bears rookie Justin Fields and how many starts or what the over-under number is at for him when it comes to starts this season, according to Fox Bet.
2: A.J., I will go three and a
0: half on Fields. If we, we had the whole break for you to think on that, did you think on it or did you just wait till now? I just waited till now. And now I would say four and a half is my number. <laughs> so it's four and a half. Four and a half.
1: McKenzie. Justin Fields will play over seven games. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. I'm going to go even higher than that. I'm going to say nine and a half. Ooh. Jonas. According to Fox Bet. It's 10 and a half. Uh huh. Whoa. So I won every one. You win. Every one. <laughs> yeah. The price is right. I like it. Hey, listen, I don't want to make a big deal about it.
3: It's, and RJ, we trust you. What's up, Florida, baby? Uh, Here we go. Tuition paid. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, Jonas. I'm not sure what the limits are there, though, because I want to get in on that. Maybe make a call. I want to get in on the Mac Jones for sure over three. I don't. I mean, I don't think that's right at all. I mean, Cam. It, it feels like Andy Dalton and Cam's about in the same place. When I, I mean, Cam's a little bit more entrenched.
2: There's more upside on Cam than well, Andy Dalton.
0: No, no, that's not the question. They're not competing against each other no, for a start. Right. The question is who is more entrenched in their position on the team. Well, it's got to
2: be Cam. He was the starter last year. Yeah,
0: and and I think though Andy Dalton was projected to be the starter, they didn't expect to have Justin Fields. What I'm saying is when I said the upside
2: thing, I think that you have more leash with a guy that you know there's more there's more juice if you squeeze harder.
0: Yeah, but I also think in Chicago, I think that uh, you know, last question on this to you Jonas. I think there's two minds when it comes to Chicago's coaching's and GM situation. On one hand, you could say, it's time to save their job. You better get Justin Fields in there. Or on the other hand, you can say, you know, Nagy has Fields. He's grooming him. He wasn't ready his rookie year. we got to give him a chance to have Fields step on the field. And thus, by not putting Fields in, you delay the judgment. So does the judgment come No matter what for Nagy this year, or does it come when Fields steps onto the field?
3: Yeah, I think Nagy's in trouble. If they have a bad year, regardless of who's the starter, I think he's gone. And we saw this with Trubisky's first year. John Fox was the head coach in Chicago. And and they went to Trubisky when he wasn't ready to play because they wanted to show them and see what they had in him before they got canned without even getting an opportunity to take a look. And it still didn't matter. They didn't win enough games and he got let go after the season. I think that
0: could play out similarly here when it comes to Matt Nagy. And somehow Trubisky was the third ranked QBR quarterback his second year. One of the great mysteries, really, in the last 10 years.
2: It feels like we're putting Matt Nagy on this hot seat. It,
0: it, well, they, he was almost fired. If they would have ended the season uh, poorly, I think he would have been fired. But last
2: instead, year. they made the playoffs.
0: Uh, it, well, Listen, you are famous across the country. Well, not really, but you're famous <laughs> in small pockets of the country for you hating on Bill O'Brien from your ESPN perch is the highest-rated show in Houston way back when, you know, last year or whatever, is <laughs> the idea that you hated on O'Brien when he won the division three out of five years and he made yeah. the playoffs. So explain.
2: It just feels like the... And we'll, where's Bill O'Brien at now after making the playoffs three or five years? He's fired. Well, because of people like you. Because of people like me. And now here I am saying, Matt Nagy, it feels like maybe the hot seat's not warranted when the guy just made the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky.
0: If you somehow were in Chicago doing radio, you'd be saying, fire I probably would. Because you don't like—listen, you're the type that you don't like anyone that you know— like you like people at a distance, but the more intimate you get, oh, the less you like them. I liked you so much more a month ago. Exactly. You might be on to Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's not just me because with me that happens with everyone. This is <laughs> we're straight out of Vegas. By the way, Jones. Speaking of betting, have you been betting Baltimore the last two games?
3: You know, I wish I would have. I would have won. They actually have won two in a row after the win earlier today. That coming on the heels of a 19-game losing streak for the Baltimore Orioles, which was pretty historic when it came to Major League Baseball.
2: I almost pressed a button on you yesterday, Jonah. You should have let me. His uh, name's yeah. Jonas. 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 Thank you. I, he would have taken got, my money. We got Jonah
0: Hill here.
2: Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would have taken my money because I said I, he, he said yesterday he'd bet on Anaheim. I wouldn't have bought it.
0: Uh, he doesn't bet.
2: I, well, yeah. he said he would have. Really? No well, the th-
0: wonder Baltimore won You that. asked him, <laughs> who would you
2: have bet on? He said
0: Anaheim. He was right. Well, listen, I do think it's telling. Well, one, it's interesting. 19 straight, and then they win a game, and then they win the next game uh, by, what is 12 it? 12 runs? 12 runs. McKenzie, what was the net mar In those 19 games they were losing what by over 5 runs a game, right? Yep, 108 ga- under 8 runs over the 19 games. <laughs> 108 runs over 19 19- <laughs> 108 runs over 19 games. And then they win a game by a dozen and you're telling me there wasn't any pressure? By the way, we're running tight. We only got 45 seconds. You got a best bet.
2: Yeah, SMU over six and a half wins this season. College football won seven with just 10-game schedule last year. Uh, this replaced is SMU. SMU football replace, replace Shane Bouchelle who went off to the Chiefs with the Oklahoma transfer, Tanner Mordecai, added to their defense, did great in the transfer portal. I love SMU in the AAC this
0: year. Over six and a half. So over six and a half wins. How many games do they have scheduled? Twelve. Okay, and this counts just regular season? Games. Regular season only. Okay, I'm not a college guy, but in general, going over low numbers, lowish numbers, and under highish numbers is what I generally like because the squares tend to want to go under the bad teams and over the good teams, and I tend to go the other way away from the squares. AJ, you tend to follow this. I'm a square, yeah. But in this case, over SMU, over six and a half, best bet.
3: Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone, dealing with a dead battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. If you missed any of today's show, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on FSR. Straight Out of Vegas!